Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. I have a great show for you today. I'll help you accept all of who you are. I'll also be interviewing Donna Cornell, who is a highly successful entrepreneur who has been a driving force within the professional search, career counseling, and life skills industries. In today's episode, she reviews her book, Job Searching in Pandemic Times. Regardless of when you read this book, it will give you the tools and techniques to continue to thrive during difficult times. For more information about Donna, please visit DonnaCornell.com. You may also purchase her book in your favorite digital bookstore or in the previous guest's products in the store at JamesMillerLifeology.com. Thank you so much for listening to Lifeology. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. Accepting all of who you are. Have you ever gone to an art gallery before? And when you stare at one of the paintings, after a certain period of time, it gives you a little bit of a headache. And what I mean by that is this. Sometimes the colors are so vibrant and so bright that after a period of time, it just feels like it's too much. Or conversely, have you ever seen a painting where the colors are really dark and it's kind of hard to see what's really happening because it is so dark? My point in saying that is this. Sometimes life are like those paintings. If we have too much of one thing or too little of another thing, it doesn't create a well-balanced portrait and that portrait is your life. I've done many jigsaw puzzles before, and when you look at the jigsaw photo, in your mind, you can conceptualize all the different layers of that. So perhaps there's grass, or there's a bridge, or there's a sky, or trees, or people, whatever it might be, when you look at those jigsaw puzzle pieces, you can start to put them together and say, well, these go here, and this perhaps goes on this part of the puzzle. And when we can look at those different details, we start to understand how they all link together to create the jigsaw puzzle. Every event in your life is going to be like that. With those really loud, vibrant colors, that is going to be your strengths. And then when those really dark, shadowy aspects of the other portrait, those would be more like your past or perhaps areas of growth and development that you'll work on. When you link those together, they create the nuances and the depth and the texture of those paintings. That's the same thing with your life. We can't have too much of one thing and too little of another because it doesn't create that balance. When you look at yourself today, more than likely, your self-esteem is pretty good. Now, of course, we have different things that we would like to work on. All of those different things are areas that we can develop. And when you look back on areas of your life, perhaps choices you made that you weren't so happy about, those are like those darker colors in the pictures. Every event in our life, whether it's something we're proud of or whether it's something we're not proud of, all links together to create who you are today. Without some of those previous healthy decisions you made or those unhealthy decisions you made, you would not be the exact person you are today. So that's why it's so important to accept all of who you are. Now, it doesn't mean you're happy with the outcome of choices you made, but when you look at the snapshot of who you are today, that's where confidence starts to come into play. When you reflect on those situations from your past, what did you learn about yourself? What were some blind spots that you had? 
And today with that perspective, it allows for you to say, yes, I didn't appreciate those times in my life or didn't appreciate what other people did to me, but I learned something. And then that learning creates the next chapter of your life or perhaps the next jigsaw puzzle piece, if you will, that's full of those life lessons. We want to look at your life today, not who you were or what you've done, but who you are today. And it starts to help you say, I'm not proud of perhaps some of the things I've done in the past, but today I like who I am. I'm proud of who I am. I know that I have a lot more learning and life lessons to implement in my life, but I'm on the right track. And when you can accept all of who you are, just like those jigsaw puzzle pieces, it allows for you to create confidence. It's good to know where your strengths are and where your areas of development are as well. I know for me, I will never be a professional basketball player. So I'll play to my strengths. I know that I'm a great encourager. I know that I'm really good at understanding the nuances and why people do what they do. So I'm going to stick to my strengths. It's the same thing with you. Focus on your strengths, the areas that you're really good at. Develop those, and that will create more confidence in you. And the more confidence you have, the more people will be drawn to you. And the more people are drawn to you, it gives you more favor and opportunities. I have a fantastic guest today, Donna Cornell. She's going to speak with you today about ways in which you can stand out when you're seeking employment. So stay tuned. If you're anything like me, you love to read. Lifeology and Audible.com have partnered to offer you an incredible opportunity. Audible is offering you one free book download with a free 30-day trial. This is perfect for those of you who love to read but often don't have time to enjoy your favorite pastime. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to start your free trial. They have over 180,000 books from all genres, so I'm pretty confident your favorite author's books will be there. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible and start listening to your favorite book today. Once again, go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to get started today. My guest today is Donna Cornell, who is a highly successful entrepreneur who's been a driving force within the professional search, career counseling, and life skills industries, as well as being an exceedingly accomplished community leader. She's here today to review her latest book, Job Searching in Pandemic Times. Regardless of when you read this book, it will give you the tools and techniques to continue to thrive during difficult times. Welcome to my show, Donna. Well, hi. Thank you for having me. I am really looking forward to this. I was reading your PR information and you have done so many amazing things. So I'm confident you're going to inspire my listeners today. Well, thank you. It's been an interesting road, as they say. Well, I think that's a thing. Regardless of what happens in life, we have an opportunity to determine if something's going to be a stumbling block or a stepping stone. And you are a prime example of how to overcome adversity. Now, how did you become this expert in career counseling and just helping people find their career path in life? Well, it's an interesting, you know, journey because I really had a tough uh, start. Mm -hmm. I was injured and scarred for life in a chemical accident when I was just 18 months old. Oh my gosh! At home, my mother died, leaving me with a three-year-old toddler sister and an 11-month and an 11-month-old. Wow! So my life journey just stopped in its track and I was not able to do the kinds of things I wanted career-wise and so forth. So I have always wondered about a career as a this or a career as mm-hmm. a that and eventually ended up in an employment agency working uh, as a recruiter. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And I found my passion. It was wonderful for me. It really matched my God-given skills mm. and it, it matched my uh, sense of satisfaction, how I was able to help uh, people get a yeah, job they liked. Sure. And then 
you know, there's something else helping the companies because companies cannot be successful unless they have good talent. Yeah. So it's multifaceted as far as the reward. Yeah. That you felt. yeah that's really felt, neat. And it felt great. What was the industry that you were recruiting for? Well, I started out doing uh, general administration, and then I found that I have a technical acumen. I apparently oh. have some kind of a mechanical, electrical inclination. And wow. That, yeah. So that got me into doing a lot of engineering. Um, it got me into doing um, DOD, Department of Defense, you know, mm -hmm. these interesting optical engineers, uh, all high tech stuff. It, 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 that took care of the curiosity of learning about something new. That is really impressive. Mm -hmm. How did you yeah. go from that into expanding it to being, I'm assuming, a consultant and someone who teaches companies and recruiters as well as the consumer, the, the excuse me, the, um, the general population to be able to find their career? Well, there was a stop in between about expansion. I expanded the operation to eight offices in four states. Wow. So I really had a big impact. And yes. with that, yeah. And with that, I was able to teach a lot of recruiters how to be good career counselors because you can't just recruit somebody and tell them, here's this great job for you. You really need to know what they want. Mm -hmm. What's what's happening in their life? How will this impact their life? Are they somebody who can do a long commute or a long commute will ruin their home life? Yeah. So it's it's really counseling. It really is. And I really like that because I, I, I'm assuming, I, I, don't, I don't know for certain, but I'm assuming that other recruiters, and no, no judgment whatsoever, but are looking more for that, let's get someone in the door, let's get them connected, let's get paid out, and then they move on to the next person. Yeah, and we did do that. Yeah, and I think that's wonderful because, like you said, you're really looking at what's the culture of the company? Does it match the person's needs? And I, I think that's probably, not probably, that's why you're so successful in so many different states. Well, there's something else that we did too, and I think it added to it, and that actually created the foundation for this second book, um, and that is that in our industry, the recruiting industry, the ratios nationally are six to one. That means that you need to send out six people in order to get a hire or a, a transaction, a deal. Mm -hmm. Ours in all offices was two to one. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. I, yeah, quite a difference. And I think, I believe in my heart, it was because we took the time mm -hmm. with the candidate, the individual looking for employment, to really counsel them, to guide them on how to take an interview, uh, what to say, what not to say, um, identify their skills, what's good, why should why should somebody come hire you? That's yeah. what I used to say yeah. to a candidate. Why <laughs> should somebody hire you? If you can't tell me then you're not going to be able to tell the company. Sure. Well, it just goes back to just really effective listening and effective communication as well. Yes, it does. It's funny yeah. in my field. So in, in, in psychology and in the medical field, if, if a doctor, if we're talking to a patient and research shows that if we allow the client or the patient to talk longer than 90 seconds, that the retention rate is significantly different than those clients or patients who come in and are cut off right away <laughs> by the professional. And so it's just so interesting. The same thing with you as well. Your retention rate, all that was really, really good. And the same type of thing when it comes to effective communication or effective listening when it comes right. to other, other um, industries as well. That's right. Yeah. With your new book, Job Searching in Pandemic Times, you know, whether it was written during the pandemic, whether it was written whenever, the point is, is that you've really captured and helped people recognize that regardless of what happens in one's life, there's still choices, there's still hope. Let's transition into that book. What is the overall synopsis of it? Well, 
I will answer that. I just want to say one thing. What I did is I realized that I had all this knowledge and I could help people. Mm -hmm. And I have been so fortunate in my life. I had another book. I think I mentioned it to you about uh, the life balance hoax and from despair to millionaire. I I created great financial success and then great personal happiness. Mm -hmm. And so I felt blessed. So here I am. It's the pandemic hits. I start hearing the statistics, millions out of work. And I said, I have all this knowledge and it's hands-on knowledge. It's not theory. I Mm -hmm. saw it work. I saw it work for thousands. So let me put it into a form of a book. And I, and I, and I did that. As a, as a PR person, I get pitched so many different things about all these, uh, it's the pitches that, that come to me for, for radio. It's all about all these people in despair, millions of people, like you said, don't have, have jobs. And they, and then the flip side of that is talking about people who are really successful are continuing to make this money. And, and I think that's the difficulty in right now um, is just there is that disparity or that, that disconnect between people who perhaps don't have the knowledge like you to be, to be able to thrive. And so that's why I think this book is so important whenever people are struggling, because like you said, it does give practical tools and techniques to be able to help them be successful in, at, during any time in their life. Right. And the thing is, I wish that I were in a place, I've been very successful. I wish I were in a place where I could just give it away, mm, yeah, but, I can't, but I can't. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm trying to get some companies and organizations to buy it in bulk. Oh, that's so, wonderful. Yeah. So that they in turn could give it like a membership benefit mm-hmm. or, you know, a perk for their organization that uh, they're working with. Yeah. I haven't, I have just started that concept. Oh, that's so, wonderful. So if people So you asked me about what's something, some of the things in the book, mm-hmm. it's really interesting because I was able to still add things about virtual interviewing, which has become the hot new mm-hmm. thing. I call it the no handshake hire. You know, generally when you're hired, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> generally when you're hired, the guy shakes your hand yeah. and he or she says, Hey, welcome aboard. Well, yeah. not, not now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> not now. Um, so I was able to put a lot of things in about how to take a virtual interview and the things you need to do, the things you need to be sensitive to and mm-hmm. aware of. Um, that's in the book. From a very practical standpoint, so listeners hearing this now, once again, if it's during the pandemic, after the pandemic, hearing that there's a lot of people looking for jobs and there's not a lot of inventory. In other words, not a lot of opportunity. How do they really stand out during times like this? That's the question they need to ask themselves in the very beginning of the book. We have a whole section. Why should somebody hire you? Mm. What makes you stand out? What do you bring to the table? I do not like a resume that is what the standard work history. I like a resume that really has a summary on it about what you've done, what's your accomplishments, what impact did they have? You know, um, really tell them why. I almost, I call it in the book, it sounds so hokey when I say it, but it's true. <laughs> a commercial. You're writing your oh, own yeah. commercial. Like a sizzle reel. Yes, yeah, I like that, it. Basically, yeah, not yeah. a lot of people will know what a sizzle sure. reel is. But uh, yeah, but a commercial, you have to tell them why you. What do you bring to the table? Yeah. And that is important because like you said, if, if a company is used to seeing the same type of resume over and over again, nothing's really going to stand out. So being able to really, like you said, encapsulate what, what your why is or what are your, like you said, the, um, the accolades you have, they definitely will stand out. Yeah. For example, let's say somebody says, um, I helped, um, uh, rewrite the invoicing system for a company and that's great. Okay, good. What was the result? And our cash flow improved by seven days. There's the result. So don't just tell them something you did. 
tell them the positive result. Mm, yeah, that, that, yeah, that definitely is important. Right, exactly. With, with everything happening, just in life in general, and people can be overwhelmed, how do they continue to find that, I guess just that continual motivation to say, yes, there is something out there for me? Well, they have a job. They think they don't, but they have a job, and their job is sitting at the computer um, and, and working at finding a job. It's participating in every webinar that's out there and getting some names and, and networking. It's doing research, mm-hmm. um, finding companies who have a new product or are hiring. Um, if you don't want a long commute, draw a circle 30, 40, 50 miles from your house and, and target every one of those companies, every employer, and and present your credentials. Mm-hmm. I call it skill marketing in the book. It's a whole section. You don't need to see a job posted to find a job. I like that. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I'm going to emphasize this, a lot of jobs will not be advertised because people do not want to be overwhelmed with a thousand resumes. Mm-hmm. And then they'll be using what's called the robot, the applicant tracking system. Yes. That's the device that screens the resumes. And if you don't have five of the best buzzwords in there, yours goes yes. to a pile. <laughs> yes. I used to be a regional director. And I remember having to use all those. And like, I'm too inundated with that. So yeah, I, I totally understand that. I really like, I want to go back to what you just said, because I think that's a really powerful statement. And I hope my listeners really listen to what Donna said. While you're looking for a job, you actually are practicing or you are in, in a job itself, even though you think of it as a temporary job of seeking out employment and really putting in the time and energy you would put in for an act- your actual career or what you're going to be doing. So I think that is important that you want to put in just as much time, if not more, in, the, in your job search to be successful, to move on to the next level. So I think that's this really powerful. This is not the time. I want to talk over you. I'm so sorry for that. This is not the time to be lazy folks, you need to really work at it, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and, and if you, you're down in the dumps or, you know, you just don't feel, find somebody else who's in the same place, get some energy, exchange ideas, chat, Mm -hmm. uh, try to, try to network with somebody else, another group, let form your own group of people out of work, come up with creative ideas. Sure. I think that's brilliant. You talk a lot about how to help people find their hidden opportunities. Is that the same type of thing you were talking about as far as co- contacting these people within the circle yeah, of where that, you want to yes, go? Yes, it, it is. It's what I call skill marketing of yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a section in the book. It really is in detail. It tells you how to find the decision maker in just about every company. Wow. It tells you how to find their direct emails. Uh, oh. It's what we, yeah. It's what we as recruiters did be, because usually they're, they're very cautious about, mm-hmm. I'm head of the sales department, but I want the resumes going into HR, it to HR, but then also find the decision maker. Now, Jim, you just used a word that you used a word temporary. I want to jump on that if I can for a minute. Sure. It's super important to accept temporary positions. Yes. This is the gig economy, temporary positions, contract positions, uh, job assignments that have a short term. Do it. The doors that it can open, the resume enhancement that it does for you, it's just remarkable. So many people say, well, I'm looking for the permanent job. Permanent job may not be out there, so take the exactly. job. <laughs> everything is everything can be um, an open door for us to go through. So it's the, when an opportunity arises, you definitely want to take it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. What would you say would be the, I suppose, the number one most, I guess, one of the errors or struggles that people have in a one-on-one interview? <laughs> The number one most dreaded question. You want to know what that is? It's what are common. your strengths? <laughs> okay, no, no, oh. <laughs> no. Tell me about yourself. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a 
And so the poor candidate starts back, well, when I was in high school, (laughs) no, 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 there's a real simple way to get this, that interview on track. And it is to say something along these lines. Okay. Let me start with my most recent work history and you just go right into your work history. Or let me start with, uh, you know, the job that I had before this one and and tell you what I did there. You have to keep it on the track of your work history, your talents, your mm-hmm. skills. The person interviewing you really doesn't want to know what you did in high your school. Your origin you played story. in a band. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they don't, not everybody knows how to interview. Sure. The person on the other side of the desk may not know how to interview. So yeah. you have to help him or her. Yes. And I think that's really important because when you create the parameters of I'm going and speaking about work, I'm not speaking about my personal life. It does help you stay on track and create those internal boundaries of this is what, how I'm going to stay focused. And if the questions moves me in a different direction, I know this is my objective to simply focus on what my skill set is in the careers that I have, as well as where I want to go in my careers. You're 100% right. And they can bring notes and paper and even an iPad with them to an interview if they want to. I have no difficulty with that. Yeah, I was going to say, let's talk more about that because most people think it has to be this, and perhaps I'm generalizing that, but most people assume that I go in and it's just one-on-one. I can't look at notes. I can't do that, et cetera. Why do you think people have that misassumption? Um, I don't know why they have it, but it's real. What mm-hmm. you're mentioning mm-hmm. is real. Uh, I encourage people to go in with notes, uh, index cards, something, and I even encourage them to offer things about their background. For example, um, they can say something along the lines, I made a few notes about uh, things that I did most recently in my job. Would you like to hear about them now? Or I made a few notes. I made a few notes about how I, why I applied to the job, why I feel I can do it. Would you like me to share them with you now? Wow. So that really shows your preparation and initiative. Right? Yeah. And it really helps you stand out from other candidates. I mean, hearing that right now, if I were to be interviewing you per se, or someone else who's done that, that would really help you stand out. I really like yeah, that. That's years of experience in doing this. And that's why I put it all in the book. I just yeah. felt I have this knowledge and so many people are struggling. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the interview itself, you know, sometimes I say, well, do you have any follow-up questions? For example, if, if they ask me that, I know a lot of people who struggle with that as far as what questions am I supposed to ask? What, what's the time frame of that? Do you have any specific rules on that as far as what the applicant should ask after the interview is done? They should definitely be prepared. Everybody should have done, uh, each individual should have done a lot of research Mm -hmm. about the company, where they're going, what they're doing, so that they can ask a question about the company, not about the job, not about the benefits. The only other question they can ask is, do you have any concerns about my ability to do the job or... Yeah, they can be, if they're strong enough. Yeah, yeah. Because then it allows the interviewer to express his or her concern and it can be put to rest right then and there. Mm -hmm. That's very assertive too. And I think that once again shows another characteristic that is important for a potential employer. Mm -hmm. You know, I I wanted to offer something that I don't know most people, uh, if most people understand, and that is, I don't really recommend sending a thank you letter. Everything Mm -hmm. is by email. Of course Mm -hmm. we say letter, but I don't remember recommend sending a thank you letter. Interesting. Yeah, I think the letter has to be another sales tool that basically says uh, it was interesting to meet with you when you mentioned your concern about engineering, design, blah, 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 blah. I wanted to remind you that I have experience in that arena. Or when you mentioned your concern about sales not meeting expectations, I wanted to remind you that 
so that your letter is really uh, an affirmation of mm -hmm. why you should be hired. I like that. Yeah. So yeah, definitely my listeners, uh, Donna's not saying don't send anything. She's just saying reframe how you write that or what the, oh, yeah. the content okay. is. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, of clear. course. You made it clear. Thank you. Sure. No, but I think that's wonderful. I do think that's really important because you want to, once again, put to rest any concerns that people may have. So therefore it is, you want, do continue to stand out in front of them. Right. And you can have the last sentence say, thank you for your time. Yeah, but I, many letters are just standard. Thank you for your time. And they don't use that wonderful mm. opportunity to once again confirm why they're a good candidate for the job. That's brilliant. Donald Cornell, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on my show today. I can't believe the time just flew by. <laughs> if my listeners want to find out more information about you and to purchase your awesome book, Job Searching in Pandemic Times, where would they find all this information online? Well, I have a website, which is www.donnacornell.com. They can learn more about me and my background and they can get the book on Amazon in a hard copy, which I recommend because the back of it has a lot of tests and worksheets to help. Um, or they can get it on Kindle or they can get it in Barnes and Noble. So many Wonderful. sources. Wonderful. Well, my listeners also know that if they're not able to find your book any other place, once again, job searching in pandemic times, simply go to the show notes at jamesmillerlifeology.com or in the previous guest products in the store at jamesmillerlifeology.com and it will link them with Amazon. Donald Cornell, once again, thank you so much for being an awesome guest. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.